2: It's Mike Caldwell's show.
3: It's 102.5 The Bone. Uh,
2: Yesterday, about this time, we let everybody know that, unfortunately, because of the way things are going with the coronavirus, that we have had to reschedule the punch-out. But I I have to be honest, I'm kind of glad about it. I'd rather do that than have it at 50% capacity or, you know, rush it and do it and just make it half ass. I mean, this one's being held at Robards Arena in Sarasota. We've gone from parking lots to, uh, you know, Janice to arenas. We want this one to be the biggest and best one, so.
4: Yeah, I think it makes sense, you know. I mean, totally. better safe than sorry, and you want the full crowd there. You want everybody to be go and enjoy themselves instead of being like, I don't know whether I should go or not,
2: you know. Yeah, I mean, that's the case. That's the then you know, you got fighters, and the fighters may be like, I don't really want to fight. In addition to doing the station fights and the ladies battle royal and all the great stuff that we do, uh, we've got teamed up with Master Amir, and we got a full night of MMA fights for you. So you're going to love it. I mean, you don't even have to like the show, and you're still going to see a great night of fights. Uh, we've postponed it though. We found a great date, and thank you to the folks at Robarts Arena uh, who have been real good with uh, dealing with us with this, uh, trying to uh, you know accommodate us during this time. And we've found a date, and that date is April 17th of 2021, which seems so far away, but it's not. It'll be here before you know it. And it will it's great for us because no matter what other events we do, in the back of our mind, we've always got punch out. So, you know, if there's a, a beef between people at the station, punch-out. If there's a beef between us and a guest, punch-out. like th- It'll just help build the punch-out more. Uh, we'll always have that to go to to settle things. If Gallagher's still alive by then, maybe he comes to the punch-out. Oh, boy. <laughs> Saturday, April 17th, Robarts Arena in Sarasota. Uh, it is already halfway sold out uh, as it was, so if you want to go, I would still recommend getting tickets if for some reason you have tickets and you don't want to wait or you don't want to go uh understandable, you can get a full refund for those as well, but mm-hmm. uh hopefully folks will hang around and join us in April for that. I just wanted to remind everybody that that is what is happening for now we got to do it with, with your uh, health and our health all in everybody's best interest and you know, whatever, whatever is better for our, our listeners. Sure. So uh, we'll be back bigger and stronger in April of 2021. It is 7.05. Time to check in with Galvin. He has today's news.
0: And now, news
4: with Galvin on the Mike Calter Show.
2: What do we have in news today, Galvin?
4: Today's news is brought to you by Pelt Shoes. Of course, they are keeping you safe because all seven locations are open and they are ready for you to come in and have a safe and a healthy shopping experience. They can even socially distance size your foot. So you can go in there and go 11, walk in at 7, you're yeah. you're a four. That's weird. I don't know how you can stand up with that, but we have shoes for you. It's a
2: little wizard. Uh, <laughs> he was born with no eyes, uh-huh. but they keep him in a box. And when somebody walks in the story, pops up. He goes five and three quarters, and he goes back into the box. <laughs> right, you should go by just to see that
4: he throws coins on the floor and then he knows what it is and stuff.
2: Hey, hey, real quick, I'm uh, I'm leaving the uh, Zoom. I'll be back. I have to reboot my computer. But go ahead. Sorry, Gavin. Boot it. Interrupt you. Uh,
4: so stop into a Peltz location near you for the perfect fit. Make sure you tell them. Calvin, send you. You have to mm. whisper it. Get ten percent off. Very nice. That,
2: that's what calms a little wizard.
4: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes him go back in the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pretty crazy. Transcripts of the police body camera video in the minutes leading up to George Floyd's death show that he pleaded some twenty times that he could not breathe, and that one of the officers expressed, expressed concern about Floyd's well-being, but was rebuffed by his superior. The transcript, transcripts uh, from the cameras worn by Officers Thomas Lane, J. Alex- Alexander Kung, and uh, were filed in the Minnesota State Court on Wednesday as a part of a motion to dismiss charges against Lane.
2: So, now, now, how do you feel about that? Well, that
4: they're trying to get the charges dismissed?
2: Well, no, like they let him, they, they had him out, and they were talking to they were talking about it yesterday in the news. They hadn't released it when I saw him getting, they showed video of him, walking out of the courtroom with his lawyer and they said uh you know it's believed that he his lawyer argued that not only did he try to stop the guy but he said to him at least turn him on his side that he was pleading with the uh, with the guy who killed him yeah i actually help have him out.
4: i actually have the transcript here
2: So yeah, go let's go over that because it, that changed a lot in my opinion uh for this guy i mean other than him tackling the police officer he did express concern to a senior officer on what to do and 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 you know was trying to get the guy to stop but the guy was determined to keep this guy in pain and i believe that that puts the blame on that one guy and well it certainly it certainly vindicates this guy i mean this guy was doing what he could and you don't know that he's going to die a lot every every uh every guy who's in handcuffs doesn't want to be starts complaining about that he's uncomfortable and he can't breathe they can't differentiate always who can't i mean if you're talking you're breathing mm-hmm. so so i believe me the guy who killed him a hundred percent wrong. There's nothing that they're going to come up with that's going to make us go, well, you see why now. When my wife told me about that um, that case, I said, I need to see all the facts here. And she goes, what more do you need to see? I said, well, I need to see if he tried to k- stab them five seconds before that with a knife or if he had a gun on him and he shot at them. Then at that case, I could see why they're acting a little bit crazy. So, uh, so now with the more information we get, I think we have to lighten up on... This guy, and possibly some of the other officers around him. i mean it it's not it's not you don't really have a situation where you have a senior officer, and then the other officers physically remove him from a guy i mean you're you're there it's same thing with the military you're taking orders from the guy who is your superior
4: so the senior officer, Derek chauvin, had Floyd pinned under his knee face down to the pavement, complaining that uh Uh, He could not breathe. Floyd was. Lane, who is holding Floyd's legs, asked Chauvin whether the suspect should be moved. Floyd says, my face, it's getting bad. Lane says, here, should we get his legs up or is this good? Chauvin says, leave him. And again, as Floyd is hearing speaking for the last time, Floyd says, please, please, please. Lane says, should we roll him on his side? Chauvin says, no, he's staying put where we got him. Lane says, "Okay, I was just worried about excited delirium or whatever." And Chauvin says, "Well, that's why we have an ambulance coming." And Lane says, "Okay, I suppose." Shortly after the exchange, someone in the crowd gathered nearby noticed that the Floyd wasn't breathing. Uh, the officer subsequently confirmed that he was non-responsive.
2: Now, n- now and that guy is doing what he what he can and probably what his protocol is in in order to defuse the situation, mm-hmm. and the senior officer is is denying him. There's other than getting physical with the guy and pushing him off, which I think would have been a, a huge disaster. Uh, what more could he have done? Yeah, and, and I'm only defending that one police officer, the one who spoke up. And even at the end, when he said, uh, "Okay, I suppose," like I, I don't agree with you, but this, right, you know. And now that guy has to live with that for the rest of his life. He clearly had the conscience uh, enough to go ahead and say. Um, you know, something that just doesn't seem right here, and now he's got to live with the fact that maybe he could have done more.
4: So, and like you said, you don't know that this guy is going to die. No. You know, that there are altercations that happen all the time where, you know, all oh, these are too tight, the handcuffs are too tight, or this is happening, whatever. But this guy is questioning it and doing it. Now, if he full-on just goes, no, and pushes the guy off and nothing happens to Floyd then this guy, for the rest of his career, if he has one anymore, is a guy right. who pushed off a senior officer, and they're like, what are you doing, dude? Who are you,
2: who right. are you and against? It, and it's not like you're saying, well, what would you rather do? Would you rather have that guy die? It's not. You're not thinking about that. You know, you're thinking about you can't what... can predict uh, the future. Right. And, and, and they're not medical experts. The one guy saw a concern, he expressed his concern, and was shot down. He was like, okay, well, the guy who's been here longer than me who's in charge is the yeah. guy I have to listen to. I, I listen... They, they all have to live with this. They all have to live with the fact that at their hands, this guy died unnecessarily. But I I don't think that this guy is as much to blame as the uh, guy who did it. And everybody was like, oh, all three of those guys should go to jail for life. I don't agree with that.
4: Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, Later this month, the Senate will likely start crafting what a second stimulus check could entail. But from the hints that we're hearing so far, those expecting a second direct payment similar to what they received in the CARES Act might be in for a shock. According to Majority Leader Mitch McConnell this week, a new package might tighten the requirements uh, significantly. I'm
2: I'm, I'm applying.
4: Uh, McConnell said that uh, when asked about a second stimulus check, Quote, I think people who have been hit the hardest are people who make about $40,000 a year or less. Many of them work in the hospitality industry, so that could be part of it. Lawmakers haven't decided who will qualify for more stimulus money or how much
2: they will get. So um, I I found out some of the people who applied for those loans and got them, and anywhere from, you know, a couple hundred thousand to a couple of million. Did you see some of the names? Uh, I know the Tampa Bay Times had some the other day for local businesses, uh, including businesses like Hooters. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with any of this. Uh, Hooters has a bunch of employees that they need to take care of, and what these are are, are um, you know, money to keep these, these folks funded and keep them working. It's not like the guys from Hooters just took, took all the money and got to pocket it. But I realize that these big corporations – that are getting this money are, are doing the right thing. And uh, then yesterday, Rolling Stone printed a an article about uh, bands that have gotten the money, including the Great Pearl Jam. Yeah. Uh, got millions of dollars in stimulus because they have a bunch of employees who are about to go on the road for this huge tour to support this new album, and they don't have a tour anymore. So they've hired all these people and then said, well, hold on a second, we don't have any, any way to pay them, and they got stimulus money for that. So I'm now hiring, I'm now going to apply so I can pay the Pipple Toddler uh, road crew? Yeah. Uh, Adam, Tom. I think you
4: need to do that.
2: Yep. Uh, well, you know
0: who else got it? some stimulus money? Who? Tom Brady, TB12.
2: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, they were saying that uh, the TB12, uh, his business got somewhere between 350000 to to $1 million.
2: What For what, what, though, I wonder? Because um, they, they seem to me that their operation is all online. And they seem to be fully functioning. I'm still a a number one customer.
0: Yeah, that was on, I think it was uh, the Boston Globe reported that.
2: Yeah, I don't, Look, like, I'm not knocking anybody for for going ahead and getting the money, uh, you know, as long as you're using it right, because if you're not, you're going to end up having to pay it all back yourself, and yeah, going to suck. Yeah,
4: they say that more than uh, 40 musical acts, including Guns N' Roses, Eagles, Pearl Jam, all received money from the government to pay their tour crews.
2: I mean, I would imagine anybody that was going to go out on the road that had their tour yanked from out from underneath them uh, got it. I, I, I would think that uh, that the Creeps of Kids, Bobby Kelly's tour that got screwed, they they could probably get some of that.
4: Yeah. Uh, My Chemical Romance, I guess they're back together and we're going to go out on tour because they said that they got money and they said the money will ensure that the crew is funded in these times of uncertainty until we're able to get back out of the road
2: again. Well, it's good that they care about their people.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Joe Biden said he would reverse President Trump's withdrawal from the World Health Organization if elected. The former vice president said rejoining the uh, WHO would be one of his first steps as president. He tweeted out, Americans are safer when America is engaged in strengthening global health. My first day as president, I will rejoin the WHO and restore our leadership on the world stage. He tweeted out on Tuesday. Uh, It was uh, right after Trump officially moved to withdraw the U.S. from the WHO.
2: Uh, I mean... Uh, yesterday, we we read about it. We read, uh, you know, how much we contribute and how much other countries contribute. And I don't know. I, I don't know why that became a priority in the middle of a pandemic to pull <laughs> out know. of the, the WHO. And I'm not saying it was a wrong move. I just don't understand it. And no one can really seem to explain it to me. So... I don't know. If you're Joe Biden right now, the best thing you could do is just say the opposite. Right. Yeah. That's
4: 100 percent.
2: Yeah. I mean, he could be like, um, I love babies. And Biden could be like, I'm not not sold on babies yet. (laughs) Yeah.
4: I'm not sure. They grow up to be jerks sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Determined to reopen America's schools, despite coronavirus worries, President Trump threatened Wednesday to hold back federal money if school districts don't bring their students back in the fall. He complained that his own public health officials' safety guidelines are impractical and too expensive. Shortly afterward, Vice President Mike Pence announced that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention would be issuing new guidance next week, saying, quote, that will give all new tools to our schools. Uh, The advice will keep students safe, he said. But the president said today, we just don't want the guidance to be too tough.
2: Well, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that, that you have to like, like do what they're doing here is where they let the parents make the decision on what they want to do because there's plenty of people that don't have the capability of working and taking care of their kids. To, right. They love to homeschool them, but they can't. And uh, you know, at the same time, there's there's kids who have the opportunity to stay home. They should be allowed to make the choices based on. On what works for them. I mean, we decided. Yes, and my wife and I had. I don't think we've ever had a f- conversation like that shut down. And she's like, "I need to go over this with you." And I was like, "Oh, Jesus!" Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, "We we are definitely deciding to send the kids to school." I go, "Yes, of course we are." I go, I don't want them around here. <laughs> get them uh,
4: I saw something interesting in Gio, whose wife is a teacher. Maybe your wife can use this. He said, on the first day of school, since uh, they want us to go back so bad and get all the students in there, the first day of school, we should all do a uh, field trip to Governor DeSantis' uh, office to show them our support.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: How did your wife feel about it, Gio?
0: she's she's indifferent because obviously she she didn't like the online schooling she thinks it wasn't really very effective so she wants to go back to school but obviously she has concerns with you know she teaches young elementary school kids and she's got concerns about having to keep kids attention with masks and some of the teachers i guess are gonna have the face shield so the kids can still see them it's just and it seems to change on a daily basis so it's just all up in the air
2: Uh, We're all going to be wearing space helmets pretty soon. I think
3: think that's probably going to be, yeah, they're going to be the new thing.
2: Mm -hmm. So weird.
4: Uh, So Florida has a new title. Florida has emerged as a global epicenter of the latest coronavirus surge Woo! raising questions about the safety of major events that relocated to our state. Uh coronavirus cases surged throughout much of the northeast in April and May and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis declared victory. Florida was uh one of the last states to impose a stay at home order and one of the first states to reopen. DeSantis earned praise from President Donald Trump for his response to the pandemic and attacked the media uh, for fear-mongering after the state reopened its beaches. On Wednesday, Florida reported nearly 10,000 new cases. There are now 220,500 positive cases statewide, and the test positivity rate has been above 14% uh, for more than a week sorry
2: excuse me clear that throat
4: uh desantis (laughs) has refused to uh release any data on daily hospitalizations despite pledging to do so florida is one of the uh one of uh, the only states that doesn't publicly release that information
2: well uh we seem to find it it's, it's like on the front page of the newspaper every day or i get i get constant updates from fox news and all that stuff so uh you know I, I'm all for, at this point, everybody just getting in, and getting it over with.
3: Yeah, that seems to be uh, the way that it's headed, especially since we're the global epicenter now. And, I mean, I know I know you guys both remember because, you know, we have to read the news stories every day, but they're uh, like – Two weeks ago, when I got it, they were saying that there's you know that we were starting to to see more cases, and I think that just jumped everybody or scared everybody into going to get tested because i mean it took it took pap pap over four days and three hours waiting in lines so but people are just getting tested out the wazoo now. Which is probably why you're seeing a huge uptick uh, in cases. He's not I absolutely good.
2: agree.
4: He's not a very good test subject, though.
3: No, I agree. Yeah. But I like I'm. I'm, I'm I, a good test taker. I want to know the stats on how many deaths and what's our percentage what? of deaths that's happening here, as opposed to the other places.
5: And for your point, Spanish for like the increase of people getting tested. That I can confirm that because I did the first time I went got tested. I went to one of the drive-through things. Confirmed. And it and <laughs> it to it, and I made an appointment. For a day after that I called. And then once I got my test results back and I figured out that I needed to go get tested again, the closest appointment was two and a half weeks out yeah. before they could see you at one of the drive throughs
3: so, cr- That's crazy, you know, and I've, I know well,
2: I'm telling you, when I pulled up to that... Uh, That Met Express, I I waited an hour, and there were four people there. And then I went by the next day, and the line was literally an entire shopping lot full of people. I mean, it was unbelievable.
4: Uh, This is an interesting fact. Arizona, Florida, and South Carolina have each had more new coronavirus cases per capita in the past week than any entire country in the rest of the world.
3: Yeah, I can see that. That, I mean, uh, makes sense though if you follow I, the, what they've been the we, really, what doing. we really
4: we really got to find out what New Zealand and South Korea did because yeah. they <laughs> really did it. Man. Well, shut did down
3: you, <laughs> well did you see what they were doing for the people in South Korea what their system was what's that so they locked them they they told everybody you' staying at home for two weeks and then the government was just dropping food off at their house it was like once a week they would drop off they'd drop you supplies and then that was it and everybody had to stay inside so it was it was like a real. Lockdown, lockdown.
4: You know what? And you can say whatever you want. I'm totally fine with that. I give up my will to the government and let them lock us down if that'll keep us safe because the people that are going, not my America, you're the one who's getting us sick because you had to go out to the mall as soon as it opened (laughs) or whatever it was. Idiots. (laughs) Uh, A new survey asked people who they're excited to reunite with when it's safe again. And only 0.78% of people said they're excited to be with their co-workers again. That is less yeah. than one out of 100 people. <laughs> Carmen says, yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, are you guys shocked by this?
4: Are you not excited to see us?
5: Nope. I see you guys every day. Oh, I'm
4: going to give you the biggest hug. Yeah. Right in your face. I have no desire to go back to the office. <laughs>
2: Social distancing. <laughs> are you I'm all filling out the uh, The survey?
4: Oh, yeah. I've been banging them out, man.
2: I mean I have been doing mine too. Yeah. Just being honest. Anybody
4: else? No, these oh, guys are yeah. just deleting them.
2: I don't, I don't know. even know I've what you are talking
5: about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very
0: I, concerned I, about the like, stableness of the office.
5: Government surveys what? No,
4: emails no. from our company to find out what's going on, trying to return to work or not or what you need and, not, and, Well, not <laughs> you got to do the survey. right. If you don't do the I survey, don't know. you
2: can't complain. I don't know what you think, Carmen.
4: Eh. A uh, Bradenton man and his three sons are facing federal charges in connection with illegal sales of, quote, a bleach-like chemical mixture as a miracle cure for COVID-19. This is according to the Associated Press. We actually have the rest of the story. Joey, I believe, has it on Bone TV. Listen to this.
1: According to a criminal complaint, Jonathan and Jordan Grennan, seen here in these mugshots, along with their brother and father, manufactured, marketed, and sold a substance called Miracle Mineral Solution to people across the country. They allegedly directed their customers to ingest it, which causes the solution to become chlorine dioxide, a powerful bleach. And
4: the fire department was here as well, and they did take a lot of stuff. I'm unaware of the contents of that, but they... they- them and the hazmat did take a lot of buckets full of stuff out of that
1: house. Federal investigators (laughs) say they sold the solution under the Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing, an entity they allegedly created to avoid government regulation. The FDA had warned consumers MMS had not been approved by the FDA and has caused serious and potentially life-threatening side effects, even death. According to federal documents, the Grenons made about $32,000 a month from sales (laughs) from April 2000 19 to December of 2019. But then in March of 2020, when the family began marketing the solution as a cure to COVID-19, sales increased to $123,000 a month in revenue according to federal
4: documents. $123,000 a month. I don't know who I'm more mad at. These people selling bleach as a miracle cure yeah. or the people that are buying it.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. People are idiots, man. man. They really are idiots. Yeah. And what? at what point, I mean, who would have to give you something before you believed that it was real,
4: I don't know. But did you see the other day? The uh, uh, president of uh, Brazil is taking that chloroquine, uh, taking those pills. He did it on video. He's like, "Yeah, this is what I'm taking."
2: Yeah, but that's what that's what. The
4: president That's a, was taken, too. Yeah, hydroxychloroquine? I, yeah, but, yeah, but that could totally kill people.
3: No, no, no. The no. CNN released an article. I put it in prep. They released an article. They released it at like 3 a.m. on Friday morning, and they said that they were wrong. Their original article that they published was incorrect, oh. that hydroxychloroquine has been proven to help people who have symptoms of COVID-19. See, so just very an, sneaky.
4: Just another one. Wear a mask. Well, don't wear a mask. Wear a well, mask. Yeah. Do this. we talked
2: to David Bryan from Bon Jovi, didn't he say Said he was taking something from malaria too, because he had also he also had malaria, didn't he? Or he was he or he had Turing, to take a, yeah. yeah, They had to take the drug because of touring, and uh, you know he was taking the malaria drug, which was what they were saying was the only option that they had. Yeah, yeah. Funny, yeah.
4: Uh, Amazon is removing Washington Redskins merchandise from its online store, adding to pressure on the NFL team to change its name. The team on Friday said it would review its name, which has long been denounced by Native American groups as an ethnic slur and a derogatory reference to skin color. The announcement came after several of the team's sponsors requested the name change following pressures from investors. Amazon said it told sellers it uh, is removing products with team's name and logo from its store after the team's Friday announcements.
2: Yeah, uh, Yeah, so they pretty much have decided they're changing the name. I mean I think they have to, right? Yeah, and yeah. they're they're changing the name and they said it's going to be a complete turn from uh Redskins it'll have nothing to do. It'll be a whole rebranding. It'll have nothing to do with Indians or anything like that. Washington and, Monuments. I mean that yeah. that seems to make uh, you know that's a that's a, a great name. People are already familiar with saying that. I I think that'd be great.
4: Yeah. We'll see what happens. I uh, What do you do with your old Washington Redskins gear if you're a fan?
2: You save it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You save it in your garage, and one day you, you open it up and go, can you believe how racist we were? Or you open it up and you go, can you believe how sensitive we were?
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Or your grandkids
3: or, open it up and go, Grandpa was so racist. I know, right? <laughs> like, if you found Nazi memorabilia yeah. in your grandpa's so attic. So but so
5: that's it. something that you can sell on eBay for a lot of money once you keep it. And, like, you know, the Washington Redskins changed to a new team completely. Yeah. In 100 years, that Redskin gear will be worth money. Maybe. So or does get eBay
4: get say, nope, that's racist. We won't sell yeah. that.
3: Or is there it f- on
5: the black market. A a faction. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah, there's, like, sensitivity <laughs> police, and then they show up at your door, and they're, like, we thought we got rid of this years ago.
4: It's the African-American it's, market.
0: That's right. Guys. There's got to be people who <laughs> no? have red, red skin tattoos because oh, everybody got football logo tattoos.
3: Oh, well, what's that guy's
2: that. name? The t- tattoo guy? Get ready to start covering up yeah. more tattoos, yeah. buddy.
4: Uh, oh. So Kanye West talked to Forbes about his political platform, and uh, some of his ideas are pretty crazy, as you would expect. <laughs> uh, he has two advisors. Do you know who his, uh, his advisors are?
2: Uh, P. Diddy. No. <laughs> and DJ
4: Khaled. Uh,
5: I know one of them. Well,
4: who's one of them?
5: Elon Musk.
4: Elon Musk and uh-huh. his wife, Kim Kardashian. Uh, he has a running wow. mate in mind. It is a Wyoming preacher named Michelle Tidball, and his <laughs> slogan is, yes, in all capitals, which I isn't that that wrestler guy?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's not allowed to take that. That's right. He stole it. Uh, Stolen so, selling valor.
4: <laughs> Kanye unofficially started a new party called the Birthday Party because, quote, when we win... It's everybody's birthday.
2: (laughs) Listen, I don't care what anybody says. This guy's a genius. He's not going to be president, but he's going to sell albums and he's going to continue to be a billionaire.
4: Genius slash mental health problems? No, but but, I mean,
2: he's a a mental health problem genius because he's he's doing something that, uh, you know, all of us are sitting here laughing at him, but the entire country is talking about
4: it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a genius. The entire country is laughing at him.
2: Well, that's fine. (laughs) You know, he's going to make money off of this he's got a new album coming out yeah he's once again everybody's talking about kanye west the guy's a genius
4: well so they asked him why did he jump off the trump train he said quote it looks like one big mess to me i don't like that i caught wind that he hid in the bunker he adds that he officially quote is taking off the red hat uh he says that he would be running as a republican if trump wasn't in the picture but he started his own birthday party. Uh, He adds that he wore the MAGA hat uh, to protest, quote, the segregation of votes in the black community, and also because I like Trump hotels and the saxophones in the lobby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, man. Uh, Uh, I'd love to see see him as a foreign correspondent, as a foreign, uh, as a diplomat going over there and Uh, Talking to somebody about a, you know, go defuse a war in Iran. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we don't know know what he said. He loves trumpets.
0: In that Forbes article, I know he went on to say that he would run the government much like they run Wakanda in the yep. Black Panther.
3: Yeah, Internet. I have that here. Oh, boy. So
0: sure.
4: Yeah, I have uh, coming up. There's a, there's a bunch more. Kanye also revealed that he had coronavirus in February, but he's totally against vaccines, even one for COVID. He said, "Quote, that's the mark of the beast. They want to put chips inside of us. They want to do all kinds of things to make it where they we can't cross the gates of heaven." Boy, oh, bro. Uh, that's a he little al- too much. He also wants to put God back in school. He says he's against the death penalty. He wants to end police brutality, and he wants to get chemicals out of deodorant and toothpaste because they quote affect our ability to be to be of service to God.
3: Hmm.
2: Well, okay. I, see, he had me for a second. He <laughs> he came in with the God thing.
4: Uh, yeah. He also said that he wants to run America. He's going to be. It's going to be based on the fictional nation of Wakanda from Black Panther. Uh, He said, quote, like in the movie Wakanda, when the king went to visit the lead scientist to have the shoes wrap around her shoes. Mm -hmm. Just the amount of innovation that can happen, (laughs) the amount of innovation (laughs) in medicine like big pharma. (laughs) Uh, He also said that he is uh, he's doing this to win. He's not doing this to promote his new album, which he suggests he'll give away for free.
2: Oh, well, good. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, That's okay. it. Nobody buys albums except Spanish. Yep.
3: Yeah, I'll buy that album. Oh. <laughs> you can try to give it to me for free, Kanye, but I'm nope. going to buy that album. i going to buy it. Yeah, I will find it, and I will purchase it.
4: Uh, Mike, do you know any problems in Staten Island with deer? Is there a lot of deer there?
2: No, Galvin. I, I read this story, and I, my <laughs> first thing was I never saw a deer. However, I will tell you that um, if you travel between Staten Island and New Jersey... On the highway, you would see a lot of deer, Mm -hmm. and as they started more construction, the deer were running out of place to live, so it's very possible that they migrated to Staten Island.
4: Well, New York has had to stop a $6.6 million program to give vasectomies to deer Mm -hmm. on Staten Island because of budget cuts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of deers out there just banging. Oh, boy. Doing it. Hey, did you see, uh, Mike, I I, I don't know whether it was in his last thing that he did, the... uh, uh, kind of pop-up special he did, Dave Chappelle, talking about Staten Island, how it's absolute garbage, and that all the people are the worst ever, and the only good thing out of Staten Island is Wu-Tang.
2: No, and uh, <laughs> I'm not far... I don't disagree with him, but there's a big difference between... Pete Davidson, Staten Island, and Colin Jost, Staten Island. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a rich part of Staten Island that is really nice. I don't mean just a neighborhood. It just means a level in which you grew up. You know, right? Colin Jost went to a school that I don't, I don't, I don't even think I ever met anybody that went there. His family was rich. He went to Harvard or wherever he went. He went to an Ivy League, Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh point two percent of Staten Island. Right. The rest of it's Pete Davidson. Tattoos and butthole eyes.
3: Uh, nice. Oh, that sounds terrible. Now, my it's funny because
2: my <laughs> friends that live there now, like some of them that are successful after college that still live there, that bought you know multi million dollar three thousand square foot multi million dollar homes. They love it there, and they still are like they get mad when people talk crap about it. And I'm like, I I couldn't wait to get out of there for a bunch of reasons. Yeah, uh, and those some people love it, but it's very rare. It, you if you. Are making less than millions of dollars a year. You probably don't love it there.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to play a little hot or not right now. Joe, does, right. don't put up the picture
2: yet. I don't have. Joe's not letting me in the Zoom. Uh, I am in the Zoom. I was in the Zoom. You're not in there. I I, I just <laughs> said that. You can't Jedi mind trick me.
4: You said Joe's not letting me in the Zoom and Joe said I am in the Zoom. That's what he said.
3: <laughs> do you now do you understand how hard it was to put out that fire in the backyard with <laughs> yeah. this guy? He probably
4: said it.
2: Yeah, it has he might have no idea just walked away. <laughs> I understand how hard it is to live with him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, I'll go back I'll go back in there, Joe. And then All you got to right, let me it. in, okay? Get yeah, him let him Zoom. in, Joe.
4: All right, well, I'll read the story, and then Joe's going to put up the picture afterwards, not, okay. not just yet. Uh, there is a 25-year-old woman named Cella Sierra Thomas who lives right here in St. Petersburg, Florida.
2: That's a lovely name.
4: Uh, yeah. Sierra. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she lives with her boyfriend and their baby son. And on Monday night, Cella Sierra and her boyfriend got into an argument over toilet paper. Oh. The police report doesn't give any details about what toilet paper topic led to the argument, just that it was something about toilet paper. Well, she wound up getting physical with her boyfriend and scratching him a bunch of times on his shoulder, so she was arrested for domestic battery, and it turns out she was also arrested back in September, also for scratching her boyfriend during a different fight. Mm. So she's a oh. scratcher. She's 25 years old. Huh. She lives here in St. Pete. Her name is Sella Sierra. Do you think she is hot or not?
2: I, I think the simple name, Cela Sierra, makes her hot. Yeah?
3: Any other? How old is she? How old is she? 25.
2: Yeah, hot. I stick I'm, with that. I'm going to
3: definitely say hot. If she's scratching not in bed, she's also scratching in bed, so that's hot.
4: She's got those pointy nails that chicks yeah, wear yeah. now. Karma, what do you think? Hot or not?
5: Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, she's hot.
4: Gio? I'm taking the long shot.
0: She's hideous.
4: <laughs> All right. Uh, Joey, go ahead and put it up there yeah what's up bro? Giving yeah. the devil horns oh, in her
2: man, not hot. definitely a lot of fun, yeah, but not hot.
4: not hot, but definitely mm. wild. not like ugly though, but I mean, yeah. this could
2: be after they hose her down like they did Rambo. <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw some stuff in her face some lie on her yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a crazy story. a thirty year old woman Phoenix died in a fire last Friday. Joey in Spanish Damn. be careful. Uh, but her baby survived because of a guy named Philip Blanks. Uh, not Philip Banks, the judge, Philip right, Blanks. Right. He is a former Marine who was also a wide receiver in college. So when she dropped her son from the third floor balcony, he ran and caught the baby.
5: Yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: I saw this. Incredible. Crazy. Yeah, but you, honestly, did you see the picture? Of him uh, catching the baby? Uh, yeah, it kind of looks like he could have. It kind of looks like he could have reached up and grabbed it. Like that wasn't that high, right?
5: No, he. No, she dropped him from the third, third floor. floor. There was someone standing there, missed the child, and he literally went and like baseball slid and caught her oh, as really? He was sliding. Yeah, if you watch it to the end, you can. I, see did, it I
2: like, just saw the still pictures, yeah. and it looked like it looked like he just reached up and grabbed it. I, maybe no. I was doing it wrong. All right. Don't so, deny yeah. a
4: guy who saved a baby from the <laughs> third sorry, floor or the baseball slide. <laughs> yeah, Mike's like, yeah, yeah. anybody could have done anybody it.
2: Go, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Carson, <laughs> Joe's showing the video now.
5: Yeah, he's the one in the red. And see, the guy's standing right there, and he missed the child. And he had to, like, dive down and get it. Do you
3: it. call it? I mean, you got to call it, right? Like a yeah. pop fly, uh, you got to yeah, call it? Yeah, so you it? don't bump into each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What they didn't show is that he spikes
4: it like Gronkowski.
3: Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. That's sad that, that the mom died, but doesn't he get that kid now forever, right? That's his now?
4: Catch him and keep him. Yeah. That's the rule. Catch,
5: catch him and oh. keeps.
4: <laughs> yeah. That's the rule in I- Phoenix. <laughs> I go toss it someplace else. Oh. Oh. I don't
5: want.
4: Uh, Phoenix has a few different things. Uh, you break it, you buy it. Right. <laughs> you catch it, you keep it. Yeah. And uh, uh. you can't get pregnant without a condom. Yep. <laughs> That's oh. that much true. Yeah.
5: I think it's
4: everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, 24-year-old DoorDash da- door driver in New Jersey tried to drive through floodwaters on monday that's just a good person right there she's trying to deliver the stuff uh well i say she yeah it is a she uh she's trying to deliver the stuff and going through floodwaters but she got stranded so then she got out of her car and she was swept away into a large drainage system that runs under the city she was carried (laughs) underground for over a mile and eventually shot out into the Passaic River. Oh,
2: my God. Can you imagine what that felt like when you were being swept up? Uh, Yeah.
4: Uh, She swam to shore. She survived with only minor injuries. Oh, my God. Uh, And
3: a great story.
4: Uh, And a pizza. The Ninja Turtles were down there. And as she passed by, they gave her a pizza.
3: Uh Now, have any of you guys ever driven through, like, a neighborhood that's flooding? That is one of the most terrifying things ever, especially if you don't have, like, a high car, like a truck or something. Yeah,
4: but here's the thing. Don't do that because you think that you you can figure out, oh, okay, the road's there and totally fine. And then you go down and there's a big cement barrier or it's, you know, nine feet deep and you have no idea. You (laughs) see people all the time, especially people who have a bigger truck or something that's jacked up. Uh, people like Mike uh, that would go and try and drive through that, and then their their tires aren't even touching the pavement oh. anymore. And they just start floating, and it's like, well, there you go. That's
2: it. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I will tell you that um, when I worked for ninety eight Rock, um, and I would be in South Tampa, there would be flash floods that would happen in South Tampa, like somewhere around Wrights Deli. And the and cars, Dale would just shut down and people would be trapped in their cars up to the doors. Oh. And I was before, in my old timer, before I even lifted it, I could just go around it, drive on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. go right back. Yeah, the only nice. problem is, is that people, I try to do that sometimes, crash into fire hydrants and things that they can't tell. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, seriously, that was, uh, th- that was, you know, it got me around a lot easier being able to do that.
4: Uh, I forget what the movie was called. It was with Jason Segel, and he—it wasn't a very good movie. But he uh, goes to jump into a snowdrift, and there's a fire hydrant in there, oh, yeah. and he lands on it on his back. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, now, Mike, you say that you have a type. All the girls that you like look like your wife. Yeah, yeah. My Carmen, my type. Carmen, do you have a type?
5: No. No. She doesn't. We
2: used to think she did,
4: but she doesn't. Spanish doesn't have a type. Spanish has dated very different girls. It's true. Um, Well, according to a new study out of the University of California, Davis, there really isn't such a thing as a type in dating. That's just a total myth. So you should really stop being so picky is what they say. They say, in the end, we want partners who have positive qualities. So if the qualities you're looking for... Uh, don't actually have to be special, predictive uh, power for you. In other words, you may say that you only like people that are funny, smart, and tall. Me. Uh, But if you go (laughs) on a date with someone who is really not any of those things, but is kind and thoughtful and emotional and available, uh, you may find yourself that you you want them as much as you would want a tall, funny, smart person.
5: Why can't you be all six of those things? No. Why do you got to settle for half? I don't know. Yeah.
4: You never know. There might be a connection. You may be looking for specific things, but then this guy, and you're like, I never thought I'd date this guy, but he turned out to be, you know, the one.
0: I think clearly this test was done by a bunch of ugly Dude. nerds that have never been with hot chicks.
4: <laughs>
5: Mike, your daughter just scared the crap oh, out je- of me. <laughs> oh, the ring over Stand there. Stand up, ring. Dude. <laughs>
2: you scared Carmen. <laughs> Just popped up behind me. Uh-huh.
5: Yeah, I was like, what is that? Uh-huh.
2: Do we tell him there's a demon standing behind him? <laughs> <laughs> the best was uh, on Monday I was in a meeting, in a promotions meeting on Zoom, and uh, and my daughter was in here, but you couldn't see her. And she was throwing a sock on my back, and you couldn't see any of this going on in the meeting. But she was doing it so that the dog would jump up and get the sock. So I'd be sitting here like this, and all of a sudden, the giant dog would come up from behind me, <laughs> people <laughs> the hell out of everybody. Uh, oh, no. yeah.
5: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh,
4: Carmen, I think you're going to be interested in this. Lay's Potato Chips just released five new limited edition flavors of Ooh. chips, okay. and they are based on uh, food from famous restaurants around the country. So they have New York-style pizza inspired by Grimaldi's in New York. So that's one of the potato chips. Then they also have Nashville hot chicken potato chips inspired by par- party fowl in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I they to have those. a uh, Philly cheesesteak inspired by Gino's steaks in Philadelphia. Carnitas street tacos inspired by El Torito in Los Angeles. Uh, Chili Ronald. Run yeah, there you go. Renano. Inspired by, oh, someplace in Albuquerque. I'm not even going to try and guess that <laughs> way. Uh, the chips are hitting the stores next week and will be on sale through early September. I believe Joey has a picture. Yeah, there are yeah, all, yeah. all the different flavors up there. Still, by the way, oh, they made it, but they didn't give me credit. The uh, uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup oh, potato chip that I sent in after Joey's you,
2: I mean, you've marriage. been saying that for years. Right,
4: yeah. and then they finally made it and didn't give me any credit.
3: Yeah, Mm. not cool.
4: Just like whenever Pizza Hut... didn't work out either, Galvin. Yeah, I know. Whenever (laughs) Pizza Hut became the official pizza of the NFL, and I said Pizza Hut, Hut Hike, and they didn't give me credit for that either.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I believe we have ourselves a lawsuit. Yeah, Uh,
4: I got a lot of lawsuits. (laughs) Uh, Carmen, I think you would love this as well. Tens of thousands of people have joined uh, Facebook groups and become wine fairies in the last few months. What they do is they put together gift baskets that usually include wine and then leave them on people's doorsteps. Hundreds of chapters have popped up all over the country. Uh, The biggest one that we've seen is about 80,000 members. So if you just wake up one day and go out on your porch, there's a nice little gift basket with uh, wine in it. It's the Wine Fairies.
3: Wow. Wine
4: Fairies. How do I get in on this? (laughs) Some little kid gets a hold of it. (laughs) Why oh, yeah. fairies is the best. <laughs> I want candy fairies. Yeah. <laughs> no. Can there be pizza fairies? Yeah, taco fairy. Uh, I don't know if you know who this girl is. Uh, Mike, you watched Glee, so you may know who she is. She is a singer and actress named Naya Rivera.
2: No, she, I was unaware of her. She played... No.
5: A- well, we talked. I'm sorry, but we oh. talked about her a couple of times because she's been. She went crazy a little bit. Right, she,
2: went, she got arrested. I think yeah, dude, she's oh. super hot. I know. I, there was another. There was another story recently where a girl had been on Glee and I didn't know. Her, so I you talk about. Her. Yeah, I I know this girl for sure. She
4: played Santana yeah. Lopez. Yep, she on had a Glee. big part on the show. Well, she went missing yesterday in Ventura County, California, and authorities. I think she may have drowned. Oh, Uh, no. Yeah, so listen to this. It's pretty sad. She rented a boat with her four-year-old son who was found alone in it a few hours later. So the kid is okay. Four-year-old kid was alone in the boat. According to him, his mom had gone swimming in the lake and never made it back to the boat oh. the sheriff's Depart- department uh sent out a dive team and also canvassed the area with drones and helicopters until it got dark uh their search and rescue operation will continue this morning uh but they're assuming that she's dead she was oh only, my she was only 33 years old
2: she yes. was i remember she was nuts right she had another episode where where so she was
5: dating someone, they broke up, she went crazy, started dating someone, got married within like two weeks or a month or something, like her old boyfriend, and then like then got arrested because they got in a fight. or so. like There was just like a bunch of things back to back to back.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, re- I remember the story now. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. She yeah. was gorgeous. She yeah. was gorgeous. Yeah.
4: Speaking of gorgeous, there's a new Wolfman movie in the works <gasps> with Ryan Gosling in yes. the title role.
2: Oh, but you see, what, where it works is when you get good actors.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you had uh, you had Jack Nicholson in the. Uh, oh yeah.
2: There. Yeah, but that was also before the technology. Yeah. You know what I
4: mean, uh, he's going to play Ryan Gosling will play an man who gets infected. Uh, it's being directed by the same guy who did The Invisible Man.
2: All right. All right. That'll be good. I didn't see The Invisible Man, but there you have the you have the um, technology there, and then you get a good actor in there, and that makes it that makes it a lot better. Uh
4: we have a new Batwoman because you know Ruby Rose was it Ruby Rose, right? Is that
2: Ruby yeah. Rose was the t- was the T V bat girl right. wasn't she or something like that? Batwoman. Batwoman?
4: Yeah. Okay. Uh and then she left, whatever happened and stuff. Well, they found a new one. Uh this girl name is uh Javasia Leslie. Uh, She is set to step up into the uh, cape and cowl for the new show's upcoming second season on the CW. I guess this girl was on that show, God Friended Me. She's an actress on there. Uh, Joe has a picture of her very, very pretty. Uh, She said, I'm extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. Uh, and as a bisexual woman, I am honored to join this groundbreaking show, which has been such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ plus community.
2: So that's there. Do replace it with another. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I
5: mean, I don't know. Isn't every girl like bisexual? Kind of, sort of. Well, if yeah. they're drunk
2: enough. You tell us, Carmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I
5: mean, I am, but, uh-huh. I don't cla- but I don't claim myself to be bisexual. Right. You know? Oh, so I don't know. I just... I feel like that's a very loose term.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Gio. Speaking of bisexual, Geo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, yeah. Is a, who is a Bucks quarterback that was named uh, Bruce? A uh, backup. No, no, no. Bruce no.
0: Gregkowski? Gregkowski? Is that what it was? Yeah. What did he look like? He went on to play for the Steelers for a little while.
2: Yeah, I guess that was him. I found a picture of me. I'm going to my old Gmail. And I found a picture of me and him, and I didn't even know if it didn't say Bucks QB on there, I wouldn't even known who it was.
0: <laughs> Bald guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was, I'm not yeah. a bad looking guy. Yeah, Grzaskowski. So waiting for you to say something, so I go queer.
4: Mm. <laughs> uh, we got a couple reboots happening here. NBC is rebooting The Weakest Link. Oh, good. With it's got to be
2: that lady. Yeah. Nope. Oh, I'll forget.
4: I'm out. Jane Lynch will be hosting. Uh... Uh...
2: Uh, <laughs> the best part about the show is when she was like, you all, the week like, goodbye. Right. Yeah. And that,
4: that was, you know, we didn't know her. She came yeah. out of nowhere and stuff. Yeah, I think that really was part of what made it a uh, big hit that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Lee Daniels is developing a Wonder Years reboot about a black middle class family in Alabama in the 60s. Fred Savage, who, of course, starred in the original series, is also producing and will direct the pilot.
2: Uh, okay. I'm not fine with that. Uh,
4: the original, uh, Lee Daniels probably wouldn't like this. The original Bo and Luke Duke are not down with canceling the General Lee. If you remember whenever we had, uh, John Schneider in here, we talked about that a little yep. bit, uh, of the, uh, rebel flag on its roof. Tom Wopat says, quote, I feel fortunate to be living in a time when we can address some of the injustices of the past, but the car is innocent.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he was very... Against changing the car when we had him on. uh Yeah. So the Dukes
4: of Hazard don't want to change. Uh, this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony is being replaced with an HBO special on Saturday, November 7th. The hall says, quote, we will still create an exciting program honoring our 2020 inductees by telling the stories of their incredible contribution to music and the impact on generation of artists that followed them. This year's honorees include Depeche Mode... The Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, Notorious B.I.G. and T. Rex. Um, it's
2: a pretty good class. It's a good class, but I mean, it it sucks that they don't get to have the you know the induction like everybody else.
4: Yeah, that does, and I don't know how they're going to do it. And will they have some live you know live recorded performances I mean, and do that type been- of stuff?
5: They've been doing other award shows like live and just from different locations. Yeah. So they just stream it from their location, and they had performances and stuff.
4: That'll so. be difficult to do. So was it, I believe it was this year that they were changing it where they were going to have uh, doing it actually live. Because they, in years past, have recorded it, put it together, packaged it, put it on HBO. They had planned on doing it live this year. But, of course, because of this now, that's not
2: happening. Mm, I I don't know, but I really enjoyed that. And the way that they have done it over the years where they edit it up so you only get to see a little bit of the boring stuff and then you get to see the big concert. I thought that was pretty cool. And I told you that my cousin has been doing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony since its inception, I mean, a good ten years before there was ever a building. Oh yeah, they, They would just have the party and they never released it, it was always a private affair that they would have at a hotel ballroom somewhere, and then at the end they would always end up in these big jam sessions with Springsteen and Bob Dylan and all these things, and that would never be released anywhere because they there was no internet at the time, none of that stuff, and he used to send me BHS tapes of it because he worked on the video crew. Nice. So that's yeah, that's some stuff that I think people would love to see if they, I mean, I'm sure they still have that, if they release some of that stuff to the public.
4: Yeah, I mean, HBO always does a good job. I'm sure they'll do something good. So do you remember uh, the band Lady Antebellum? uh, Lady A. Well, yeah, they wanted to change her name to Lady A, and Anita White, who had been going by Lady A, who was a blues singer, who, let's be honest, nobody really had heard of, you know? Didn't matter. Right. Well, uh, they agreed to share the name Lady A, but it turns out they're still hammering out some of the details, and Anita... Did not like what she was hearing, so she hired a new legal team, and they smelled blood. Mm -hmm. They sent an agreement asking for... $10 million. Uh, The man the band, might be doing well, Lady Antebellum or Lady A, but not that well. They filed a suit yesterday in Nashville court, and it looks like they have a pretty strong case. So it sounded like they were just like, hey, we're going to change our name to Lady A because Antebellum, you know, derogatory whatever, and uh, they were going to change it and then they were like, oh, this black lady has it? We'll just take it from her. (laughs) But that's not the case. They filed a suit yesterday in Nashville court. It looks like uh, they, according to Billboard, they registered the uh, name Lady A back in 2011, and they've actually been using Lady Antebellum and Lady A since 2006 or 2007. So they've been going by both. Yeah, uh,
2: they were like, "Man, we have the most racist name, and one day somebody's <laughs> going to point that out, so we better have a backup ready to go." But the, but this lady says she she's can prove that she's used it for 20 years. Yes. But but who is she? She doesn't matter. She's a blues singer. She's used the name for twenty years, and she could probably prove that based on maybe concert posters or something along those lines. Booking booking notes. So but does
5: she have? But does she have it? Like amidst? no. But you
2: can't. You can't just run out and trademark a name if somebody else was already using it. So if oh. I if if uh, like, so, no one can
5: use Carmen. I got sued no for this. Mike.
2: I was using Cowhead. And somebody else uh, filed a claim to it and said that they, were, that they gave me the name. And I said, well, that's not true. And they said, prove it. So I went back to high school and in court had people from high school come on the witness stand and say, we called them that in high school. And they said, okay, you win. Well, here's the
4: interesting thing. So they've been using Lady Antebellum and Lady A interchangeably uh, since 2006,
2: 2007. But that's another thing, Galvin. I need to see where they're using Lady A.
4: Well, uh, they registered it, and no right. one challenged them until this year. What the band wants is a court declaration saying they can lawfully use Lady A trademark and continue to use it without infringing on anyone's right. Uh, they're also willing to keep sharing the name with Anita, who went by Lady A.
2: I I need to, I need to see, you know, where they've used it before. I need to see who's used it the most. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like Lady um, a- lady Antebellum, the, the lady wanting $10 million is her attorney saying, let's make some money off of this. Sure, But they should have to pay this woman uh, a good amount of money. If they give her a million dollars, I think she'd be happy. Because she's been using it first. She used it professionally first, and she can prove that.
4: And, and Carmen, you're thinking about like if she went out and trademarked it. It's not necessarily that. If she has albums out. If she has, you know, she's been selling that uh, by by using that name. So any of her live appearances, any of that stuff, like Mike was saying, if it's on concert posters and it's on the internet and all this stuff of it saying Lady A, and if she was using it in the music profession and doing that and making money off of that name, then she has more more right to it, but...
5: I feel like it's very broad, and it, and if unless she does have it registered, then it's just too broad of a name for her to be like, hey, it's mine.
2: No, it's not. It was her professional name. It's like Lady Gaga. Yeah.
5: And I'm sure Lady Gaga is registered and has a business under Lady Gaga, so therefore it's her name legally.
2: Right, where- but, but here's the thing, Carmen. I get what you're saying, but you if you're... If you've been using it for 20 years and you can establish a prior uh, career using that name, someone else can't come along and take it. Your name, like you said, Carmen, may be too common. But if uh, if we called you the Big C and you were the first person to use the Big C and all of a sudden McDonald's wants to come out with a chocolate shake and call it the Big C – you can say, hey, no, that was my name and I've used it first. Maybe not because of different types of genres, your radio, their uh-huh. food. But, uh, you know, if they came up with a, uh, if they want to name another radio station, the big country, the big C, and you could say, well, hold on. I'm the big C in this market. How can I, how, you know what I mean? That You're but creating confusion same, now.
5: But it would have to be in the same market. if uh, Right.
2: According. So say QIK so changed but
5: their name she,
2: to the big C and you've been the big C on the air the whole time.
5: Okay. Their country, she's blues.
2: It doesn't matter. It's it's all the same music, music occupation. Me,
5: okay.
4: yeah. I, I gotta I, think yeah. I gotta think right now that the real clash is wondering what they should do.
2: <laughs> Remember <laughs> those think, guys? I think when the fake clash hears about this, they're gonna be really <laughs> upset. The real clash. I, uh uh.
0: I always describe Carmen as a big C when people yes. ask about her.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, me too. When people come up to me and they're like, you know what you look like? you, Or you know what you sound like? You sound like that girl Carmen from the My Culture Show. I was like, yeah, I've I've heard that and I've met her and she's a huge bitch. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> uh,
4: Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat, <laughs> trying to prank Rudy Giuliani. But guess what? Rudy caught on and called the cops.
2: Rudy saying? You're Borat.
4: Yeah because he came in and he was wearing like a big pink sparkly outfit and stuff because he was supposed to have some sort of uh, uh, interview about COVID-19 and about the effects and, uh, you know, New York and blah, blah, blah. And then Borat comes in wearing his sparkly and Rudy Giuliani's like, yeah, you're Borat. And then they called the cops and I guess uh, Sasha went running out of the place. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's over, dude. Stop. Yeah, yeah. give it up. Just, Just
2: stop. Did he do it as Borat, though?
4: Uh, and it was probably one of his new fantastic characters. Well, I'd
2: love to see Borat make a comeback. COVID Borat would be great. Oh. Uh,
4: finally in news, this is something for you. Uh, Carmen, I know you were talking about uh, you really want to go and get a Manny Petty and uh, get different stuff. Well, beauty shops in New York are not allowed to give facials under the coronavirus restrictions.
2: I got you, ladies.
4: So now one place has switched to be to give butt facials. Uh, it uh, includes exfoliation, a deep scrub, pimple removal, and moisturizing. Uh, since those are legal, so they're going to give basically the facial to your butt.
2: I'll take a butt facial. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, I would love that. Oh, a yeah. nice scraping of the uh, of the exfoliate oh, the skin on the butt. Oh yeah. 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 In you
4: are going to let some poor girl scrape your butt.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if she doesn't want to be poor, we could work out some other deals. <laughs> right? What about the ladybugs?
4: <laughs> oh. yeah. Gio, uh, I mean, ladybugs. don't mind those. Those yeah. are just my ladybugs.
2: Gross. <laughs> Grosser when you say it. Uh, that is it for news. All righty. Let us take a break, and when we come back, we'll do a round of I Hate. That is coming up this house. Everybody ready for that?
3: Yes. Oh, yeah.
4: I don't think these guys are.
2: <laughs> I was looking for excitement in your faces, and I don't see it, Carmen. <laughs>
5: and. Yeah. I'm, uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh wow, brother. All right. You want you want us to play a game first? and Then do I hate? Ooh. No,
5: I have some stuff, but I mean, yeah, I'm totally in. I like all games. All right.
2: Better. Why don't we why don't we do Redneck Bingo next cuz yeah. we haven't done that all week? Oh, okay.
5: Yeah.
2: And okay. uh we'll do, we'll do Redneck Bingo and then we'll do I hate before the show's over today. Okay. All right. Yeah. All you you right. know
4: what that says to me? Mike has nope. not finished his. I <laughs>
2: knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to, boom, there it is. Wrote it last night. Thank you. I know you can't see it. Da, 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 There's there three of go. them. Da, no. Two of them are Spanish. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.